Hey there, friends. I have something really exciting to share, and of course, I'm going to come to you with it first. As faithful listeners here to the Inventory Genius Podcast, I am thrilled to let you know that I am releasing my first full-length book, The Inventory Genius, How to Use Your Inventory to Create More Profit and Keep More Cash. Yes, my book, The Inventory Genius. It is ready to release, and I want to invite you to get your own copy. Now, this book is, of course, going to be practical as it shows us and walks us through how to use our inventory to create more profit and keep more cash in our business, but it's also a little entertaining. So in this book, I weave together my journey, my story, and the story of many of my clients as we discovered through the Inventory Genius Method how to create more profit and keep more cash in our businesses, whether it is paying down debt or taking a paycheck for the first time, there is so much to be learned in the Inventory Genius. So I want you to head on over to my website, sierrastockland.com, and grab your copy of the Inventory Genius. You don't want to miss this book. See you soon. Hey friend, welcome to the Inventory Genius Podcast, where we work together here to make you an inventory genius. We talk about profit, we talk about cash flow, and we definitely talk about your paycheck. Because at the end of the day, it's all related to your inventory. Let's go. Well, hello everyone, welcome to the Inventory Genius Podcast. My name is Sierra, and I am so thrilled that you are here. If this is your first time listening, hello and welcome. If this is your hundredth time listening, thank you for coming back. I have a great guest for you all today. We're going to be talking about subscription boxes, which I never had a guest on to talk about this. I'm really excited to welcome Julie. Hi, Julie. Hello. I am pumped to be here. I love to talk shop, so thanks for having me. Yes. Okay, so tell us your business name. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Why do you care about subscription box world? Give us a little background and then we're going to dive in. Okay. So I am a subscription box founder and coach, and it all started back in 2016. I've run a couple of different businesses. Actually, it goes all the way back to 2011 when I launched my first business, but subscription boxes kind of came into my world in 2016 when I had moved from the Charlotte, North Carolina area to Asheville, which is in the Blue Ridge Mountains in Western North Carolina. And I was working, doing marketing for small businesses. And I just got a little bit lonely behind the screen all the time. And in, being in a new town, I didn't have a new set of friends yet. And so oftentimes, I hate to admit it, um, I look to retail therapy. And so I bought myself a subscription box or two just to kind of fill that void, to, to give me something to look forward to, to be excited about. So I ordered Stitch Fix, which is a clothing box, and I ordered Yogi Surprise, which is for people who like to do yoga. And that feeling of opening the box and feeling the surprise and delight and the joy of this gift almost that I was giving to myself really started the trajectory of my interest in subscription box businesses. I had never run a product-based business before, so I started piecing it all together. And at the time, I was running a an agency that was serving female entrepreneurs, so helping them with branding, social media, websites, that type of thing. And I thought to myself, I wonder if I had a box full of things that would support a female entrepreneur, someone that I'm already supporting, if that would have legs. And so I started putting the feelers out there and lo and behold, there were a lot of other women 
mostly solopreneurs like myself at the time that were lonely and they wanted support, not only in the form of happy mail, but in the form of community. So that was a component of the subscription box. So that's where my love of subscription boxes started. The, um, the business itself started as a side hustle within nine months. It had replaced my full-time income. So I went all in on it. And six years later, I sold the business for multiple six figures. So it's very easy for me to say that subscription boxes changed the trajectory of my life and my family's life, not only in my career, but from a financial standpoint. So that's the long story short, but for us, for me, I'm a mom of a middle schooler, a girl mom, um, married to my husband. We just celebrated our 14th anniversary and originally from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania area, and but now live in the Carolinas. So that's just a little bit about me. I love it. That's so great. And um, for those of you watching on YouTube, you can see behind Julie. But for those of you listening, you can't see behind her. She has all sorts of beautiful boxes. So the name of the business that you built and grew and sold was... It, the subscription box was called Sparkle Hustle Grow, and it was a monthly subscription box for female entrepreneurs. So every month I had the pleasure of sending out books like personal development books, business books, office supplies, tech gadgets, um, stationery. And then there was a community component to it, as well as a teaching component. So I would bring in guest experts that were business coaches that would teach us all, myself included, about different parts of business. And so I would think about what do I need help with? And I would ask my customers, what do you need help with? And then I would go find experts in those areas to help teach us about it. That is so exciting. I love it. Well, um, I have to admit that Sparkle Hustle Grow was one that I followed um, I did, at the time. Of course, I didn't know you, but it's so fun to see how small the world really is. It's big, but small. Yeah. Um, so you had a beautiful brand, very well executed. And so Thank you. I'm really excited that you're here today. Now, subscription box, you have inventory. Mm -hmm. <laughs> okay. Oh, yes. So let's dive into inventory for a second. And then I want to talk about how we could use a subscription box to bring in additional revenue if we're product-based businesses already. So what was your biggest challenge when it came to inventory management with your subscription box? Yes, great question. So when it comes to the subscription box business that I ran, it was a monthly box. And so every single month I was curating a selection of different items and sending them out. And so one of the biggest challenges was how far in advance do I buy that inventory? Because it was this fine balance of cash flow, but also how long does the vendor need, the manufacturers need to source and, and ship the product? And so there was times in my business where I had as many as 1500 subscribers and I capped it at that. I did not want this empire. It just sounded stressful to grow. The more subscribers I had, the more challenging and the bigger the bigger numbers that I was working with, which may sound like a dream for some people, but for me, it, I found it stressful. And so I just capped it at 1500. And then I found my sweet spot to be around a thousand to 1200. That's where okay. I really enjoyed it. That's where I felt like it was still easy to source that much inventory within say 60, 90 days. And that was, that was the challenge was how far out do I have to buy this stuff? Because I was paying for all that inventory far in advance of actually generating any revenue from it. Yeah. That's yeah. the challenge. 
So was your subscription, did they prepay for a year? Did they pay monthly? What was your cancellation policy? Sure. We had options. A lot of them were on month to month. So just for a frame of reference, my sales cycle was the first day of the month to the last day of the month. And I would be pre-selling the next month's box. So for example, mm -hmm. today uh, that we're recording, this is August 1st. I would start selling our pre-selling our September boxes on August 1st. So you can see how that can be a challenge with mindset, with operations, with money, cash flow, but they all would automatically renew on the 15th of the month if they were that month-to-month -month subscriber. Now we did have some that would subscribe quarterly. So they would pay for three months in advance. Some people did pay for an entire year in advance, which was great because I got some of that money up front to put back into the products. And so it was a, definitely a challenge, but man, when renewal day hits and you have that that cash flow moving again. And it's just, I, there was, I have screenshots of making $48,000 overnight because of renewals. And that really helps like leaning into those numbers. I knew on the 15th of the month that renewals would hit. I knew what my average renewal rate was and it was help. It helped me with projections and it helped me yeah. to know, okay, on the 17th of the month, when all that money clears, I'm going to be able to pay my credit card down or I'm going to pay my vendors or whatever. So it's very cyclical. That's one of the things I loved about subscription boxes. Okay. So I know you help um, subscription box owners and you yes. have a whole program. So we're going to talk about that in a second. Okay. Um, but I had the boutique box, which you and mm -hmm. I talked about, mm -hmm. and it's just, this is bringing back good and bad memories, but these are some of the pieces that I think people don't think about with a subscription box. They think, oh, I'm going to get money every month. That's great people, but there's so many timing pieces. So mm -hmm. for the boutique box, the same thing that you had. So we're fulfilling the current members and keeping them happy and giving, you know, fulfilling on our promise. But at the same time, we're very close to it. We're selling to new people yeah. and we're trying to figure out how many, you know, so there's data points. You mentioned knowing your return rate, yeah. you knew your unsubscribe rate. All of those things are so important. So you have some metrics to lean into. You have to be organized. This is not for the willy nilly, um, yes. you know, way of thinking. Like you have to have some plan system. So did you have operations people, or are you naturally inclined to being very good operationally? What did your back end look like? Let me, first of all, say this is not a passive income source. This is recurring revenue. Yes, but you're right. There are a lot of moving parts to this. I'm a very type A person. I like to get my hands into things and I like to organize. So that worked in my favor when it came to having systems. Now I pieced it all together because I didn't have a mentor in the space back in 2016. And a lot, just like a lot of entrepreneurs, we learn on the fly. And that's what actually um, kind of inspired me to create my coaching program and to help others do this. But it's all about, knowing those specific dates. And if you can wrap your head around what that cycle looks like for you, whether you're shipping monthly, bi-monthly, quarterly, whatever, there's still this cycle. And so for me, I would latch onto these four dates. One would be the start of my sales cycle, the end of my sales cycle. So there's two renewal dates and shipping dates because we batch shipped. So yes. we would, that would be super efficient for us. We would, you know, set up, we had a warehouse set up in a two-car garage here that we have. And we would line it up assembly line style. And we knew it would take us 
X amount of hours to just pack the boxes, you know, X amount of hours to prep the, the items. And those were done with time studies. So a lot of that stuff I had to learn on the fly. A lot of it I had learned from just some general business coaching and through Sparkle Hustle Grow as I've, you know, met so many amazing business coaches along the way. So that you definitely get your system set up and you can get into this rhythm. And again, it's not passive, but it's very predictable. Like you can latch onto those specific dates, like your renewal date and your shipping date and plan the rest of your calendar around that. Yes. Yeah. So I need to go back and look at my phone because I took some video when, because I would fulfill in my garage too. So all the samples would show up and then, and I started timing that Mm -hmm. and I knew exactly, okay, every box takes me, I can't remember the number now. I think it was a minute and 15 seconds. I don't know. Yeah. But it was assembly line. Sometimes my kids would help me. Sometimes I would do it alone. Very, everything was very organized and methodical and we never shipped a box late. I was so proud of that. We never shipped late. Those are things that are really important because when people decide to trust in your business and give you their money, they expect that box to show up. They expect the quality to be there. Um, Is that something that you work through with your coaching clients, like helping them get into a rhythm so that they can build a brand that's predictable and a good quality subscription? Oh yeah, for sure. I always tell them like, I teach them how, where to buy wholesale items and wholesale. If I'm, I'm sure a lot of your listeners know that wholesale allows you to buy at much less expensive prices than a a retail price. But I said, if you go buy things at the dollar store, they're going to know you're buying things at the dollar store because they shop there too, when they need, you know, little things. And so you have to get really clear on what's the transformation, just like any business, like what's the transformation someone's going to go through when they participate with you, whether that's your coaching services, whether that's a product-based business, whether that's a subscription box. And here's the thing, like you just can't send a box of stuff anymore. That might've worked years ago, but now consumers expect more and they should. You need to try to box up an experience And you can have external factors like we did at Sparkle Hustle Grow. We had the community that was like a life raft for so many women, especially during the pandemic when they're at home alone, they don't know what's going to happen with their business. They had a community to, to lean on. So you could think about things could be as simple as create a playlist that goes with the theme of that month's box, have digital downloads, have um, meetups online, like virtual Zoom calls, coffee chats. So there's so many things that you can do now in to kind of create an entire experience rather than just shipping a box of stuff. Yes. So good. Okay. So let's talk about boxes done well. Okay. Boxes not done well. Okay. So you've been around a lot of boxes. When you see someone, if someone comes to you and says, Julie, I want your help. I want to, I have this vision. I want to create a subscription box and they follow your process and they listen to your coaching and they execute well. Mm -hmm. What does that look like? And when someone says, I want to be successful, I want to do a box and they never get members. It's just not growing. Why is that? Oh, I think that, and after helping hundreds of people launch their boxes, I think that it comes down to finding a very specific problem that you solve. I mean, isn't that what all, that's what we all do for business. We're, we're problem solvers, right? So if you just, again, send a box of stuff, yeah. Okay. Maybe you want a self-care box. Okay. So you send some of this and you send some of bath bombs and you send that, but what are you 
really leaning into what's the problem that you're trying to solve? Is it that they're going through trauma? Is it that they're um, a burnout mom because she's got too much on her plate? Is it that it's an empty nester? Like you have to really lean into your target audience. And there's this Aesop's fable that, you know, the, those stories that have like a moral of the story at the end, they're like fairy tales. One really stuck with me that the moral was please all, and you'll please none. And I'm like, oh my gosh, that's so true. You really have to, you can't try to be everything to everyone. You're not going to make anyone happy. So I love to talk about some of my students that really have a specific niche and a very specific problem that they solve. So for example, one of my students, um, she started the resilient nurse box. And so it is a box full of tools and even some self-care items for nurses that are going through burnout. They need to grow their resilience, but they, she also brings in resilience training and a community, right? So there's so many things, you know, we have another student, um, she runs a box called black girl magic. And it is to help young women, young ladies of color help with their math confidence. I mean, how specific, so specific. is that? But, but Julie, what, don't you think that we buy into this idea like, oh, but I'm, I'm so specific, then I won't get all of the middle school girls and I won't get all the Asian girls and I won't get all the, and then we get yeah. no one though, yeah. because no one knows what we're talking about. Right. But the thing is when someone gets to your website, they need to immediately know this was made for me. Like they need to get that feeling where it's like, they're in my head. How do you know what I need right now? And so I think what's cool too is, so with the the Black Girl Math Trick box, she's doing these Zoom calls that the founder, Brittany, she hosts these Zoom calls that bring math into real life context. So like they planned a, they planned a sleepover using math to help them. And how fun is that when she's creating this experience and then she's shipping a box of items to help support that. And I think that's what it comes down to. It's solving a very specific problem for a very specific person. Sure. There's going to be outliers that might, um, outside of the target audience that might subscribe and get a lot of value out of it. But for me, I had a two page long buyer persona for Sparkle Hustle Grow. She had a name. I wrote down all of the places she shopped at, what kept her up at night, what kind of clothes she wore, et cetera. And I pretended during in all of my marketing and in every product that I purchased that I was buying it for that one person. And that's how I was able to get really clear. So good. Okay. So this is kind of two questions wrapped into one. Are subscription boxes even relevant anymore? I mean, there's just a million and one of them. And if they are relevant, which I'm guessing you're going to say yes, but I want to know why. Um, If they are, would that be something that would be good for a product-based business to offer? So you're a wholesaler, you're a maker, you're a retail store, you're looking for more revenue. Can I offer a subscription box? Should I stay away from a subscription box? Tell us your thoughts. Yes. So first of all, obviously, I think that there's definitely room for more. I mean, there's how many soda companies in the world, how many bread companies in the world, they're all selling a different version of the same thing. I think you lean into your 
specific God-given talents, your specific brand that you're building, solving that problem, and just making it a unique experience. And I think there's room for more. I have no doubt about that. I've seen hundreds of different types of boxes. The ones that are most successful are those unique ones that solve that particular problem for a specific audience. You keep serving something that's a solution to someone, and they're going to keep coming back. And just yeah. for a frame of reference, um, the, when I was running Sparkle Hustle Grow, our average subscriber stayed for nine months. So if okay. you're listening and you're a product-based business, can you imagine chasing a customer and then knowing that you're going to get an order from them every single month for nine months? Isn't that more predictable and just a better situation than having to chase a customer one-off at a time just for yes. every single sale? So there's so much power in this model. So many businesses are doing it. Now you see Panera and, and Burger King even having subscriptions. I think Panera's is like a coffee subscription, something like that. And so if you see the some of these big guys making these moves to a subscription model, you know it's been vetted. They're they're not gonna just throw spaghetti on the wall. Like they they know what they're doing. Yeah. So it is actually easier than you think probably to add it as an additional stream of revenue to an existing product. One, I would just start asking your customers, you know, if we started a subscription box, what would you like to see in it? Um, if you have a replenishment product, like our, our friend Jessica at All Girl Shave Club, she sells razors and shave butter. That's a replenishment product. People run out of it. So that's a sure. no brainer. Yeah. yeah. So if you're listening and you have a replenishment product, whether that's food or, or a toiletry or, um, you know, something that people use, even stationary. I put stationary in every single box for six years and people would use it and I would teach them how to use it. I would encourage them to use it and yeah. then they would need more. <laughs> so yeah. it's a beautiful cycle. I love that. I was just thinking one of the clients that I work with, um, my, one of my one-on-one -on -one clients has a beautiful business in California and she has a gift wall. So you can, she's a brick and mortar. So you can walk in, you pick out a size of a box. I think she has three sizes and you can fill it. Wouldn't that be really cool if you had a gift? I, I don't like shopping, but I love giving beautiful things. If I knew once a quarter or once a month, I could just say this month, I want a man's gift this month. I want a kid's whatever. And a box mm -hmm. fully done would show up at my doorstep that I could put in my gift closet and use when I need. I mean, there's so many options where you can add that. So I love it. Yeah. Um, okay. Anything else that you want us to know when it comes to inventory and how you help your coaching clients manage the inventory side of subscription box businesses? Yeah. One of the things that is very common with subscription boxes is to have excess inventory. And I mean, product-based businesses, that's, you're going to be familiar with that. Concept. <laughs> yeah. I, I was just yeah. going to say, but there's so many things that you can do with excess inventory. And one of the things that we love doing was surprise packs. So as we would have excess inventory over the months, we would a couple of times a year, we'd do a warehouse sale and we would have surprise packs. And because our customers are used to getting surprises and they know us, they love us. They trust us to give them good products they will buy these boxes or sometimes would do like mini mailers at a smaller price point and buy these surprise things that they don't even know what they're going to get. Yeah. And so you can lean into your own customers as you build that loyalty with them, as they really get to love your brand, 
not only do they buy month after month on repeat because it's in the way you set it up in your cart is that it's an automatic renewal. You don't have to physically push the button and Shopify makes that easy. Subly makes that easy. So many softwares make that easy, but you can then continue to market new things to them. We, we did a retreat with our subscribers once, you know, we do um, surprise packs with that excess inventory. We do, we did a best of sparkle hustle grow box one time. And guess what? We use inventory for marketing too. We use it for giveaways um, for surprises for uh, long-term subscribers when they hit different milestones, say maybe their two-year mark. And we had people I cannot believe it, but I started Sparkle Hustle Grow October 2016. When I sold the business last summer, it was um, actually we closed today, August 1st oh, of last year. Happy anniversary. <laughs> Thank you. Um, we had a handful of subscribers that had been with us from that first or second month of business. It is yeah. wild. Can you imagine the lifetime value of customers like that? Yeah, I did too. And I, some of um, the gals that started with me, I think of like Ann Shaw from White Owl and Heather Keesling, these beautiful women with these amazing businesses and great hearts that started with me and trusted with, you know, trusted in me when I was so tiny, followed me into the coaching business, became great collaborators in my online communities. You really can build relationships with customers um, because you're servicing them every month or every quarter. So that's just such a great business model. Okay. So if people are like, I've been thinking about a subscription box, or I feel like this might be an option to explore how can they work with you? What would be a good way to get started? Yeah, I would love to support them. A lot of times people come to us with that question, like, where do I start? So many people start on Google and it's the wild, wild west in there. So we've put together a free on-demand video training. I'd love to invite your listeners to the link is subscriptionboxbasics.com slash launch. And so you can get that free on-demand training. And then I also have a podcast with my friend, Renee. She is our the marketing coach at Subscription Box Basics. And that that's the name of the uh, podcast, Subscription Box Basics. And you'll find us on Facebook and Instagram too. Okay, that's perfect. So we're going to put that in the show notes. If nothing else, just take that free on-demand training to see if this might be a good option for you. Mm-hmm. Or maybe you have a subscription box and you feel like you're missing, you know, missing opportunity. Take the training and then continue on with Julie. Listen to the podcast because that's always a great place to learn more and get connected to other experts too. Thank you for joining us today. Yeah, this was super fun. Again, I love to talk shop and I know we have similar backgrounds with the subscription box world and inventory. So it's been so much fun. Well, we're going to stay connected. We have some other fun things we've been chatting about. So you guys will hear more from Julie in the future. I have no doubt. All right. Thanks, Julie. Have a great rest of your day. You too. Bye-bye. All right. Thanks everyone for tuning into the podcast today. If you have not had a chance yet, I would love for you to write a review. Um, I know every time I listen to a podcast, the person at the end says, please write a review, but it does really make a difference because the more reviews we have, the more other people just like you who are struggling with cash flow, profitability, inventory can find us and can find some helpful resources, tools, and simple actionable tips. So if you wouldn't mind just giving me a review, tell, tell me what you think about the podcast so that we can get it out. That would be awesome. In the meantime, head on over to sierrastockland.com for great resources when it comes to cash flow profitability and inventory. And until next time, have a great week. Bye for now.
Hey friend, thank you so much for tuning in today to the Inventory Genius Podcast. If there's something that you heard today on the podcast episode and you want to dig deeper into becoming an inventory genius yourself, I want to invite you to head on over to my website, sierrastockland.com, where I have multiple ways that you and I can work together on your inventory. I want to help you with your profit, your cash flow, and your paycheck because at the end of the day, it's all related to your inventory. So head on over to the website, connect with me. I'll work with you soon. See you then. Hey friend, thank you for tuning into the Inventory Genius Podcast. All right, so around here, you heard me talking about different ways that we can work together. And that's either through a mastermind or through a VIP day. I wanted to share with you a little bit more about what a VIP day looks like. And it's actually not just a day. We start together working on your business for an entire day, but then that work continues throughout the year because let's be honest, Sometimes we can get all of the information, the tools, the systems, and the processes we need right in front of us, but then actually taking the action and staying accountable to get that action done is where we fall short. So here's what it would look like. You and I would sit down literally in your place of business. I come to you. So whether that be your warehouse, your store, or any place that you own that has inventory, we sit down together, we look at your inventory, we look at your team, we look at your systems and processes. I get to know all about your business. We dig through your financials and we come up with a system and a process to create more profitability and peace of mind in your business. Then after I go home back to my house in Nashville, my office in Nashville, we'll continue that conversation meeting monthly to review our plan of action along with your financials to make sure that you stay on track. This is a very tailored program and it works. I have amazing testimonials that have been sent to me by women that I've met with time and time again as I met with them for a VIP day, put a process and a plan in place and then help them execute it. I want to be that coach for you. So if this is of interest to you, head on over to my website, sierrastockland.com, where you can learn more about booking your VIP day.